This is Amstigator, a podcast founded on purpose, but focused on the path to get there. Experience is the best teacher, right? And in this season of Amstigator, we're going all in on female perspective of women and wisdom as we answer one specific question. What's the lesson here? All right, welcome back to Amstigator. Today is an episode that started in my journal and it felt so potent that I knew I needed to share it with you. So I am literally fleshing it out right here because with a title like The Problem With Your Beliefs, I know I have to deliver and I intend to because this is a big deal. So whether you pressed play because you were outraged by the idea that there were any problems with your beliefs or you said, okay, I'm intrigued, I'm glad you're here. Because anyone who presses play on this episode has an opportunity to grow from what I'm about to drop for you. So pull out your journal, or if you're an Amstigator email subscriber, check out the sheet in today's email. If you don't already receive my emails, just shoot me a note, lauren at amstigator.com. I'll forward you today's emails. Doesn't matter if time's passed, just tell me what you're looking for and I'll send it on. Okay, let's get started. So we all know what beliefs are. There are acceptance that something is true. People have religious beliefs, philosophical beliefs, metaphysical beliefs, or even a belief that beliefs are absolute nonsense. Whatever your beliefs, they're true to you. But I'm not here to talk about your conscious, personal beliefs. I'm interested in your unconscious beliefs, the ones that you don't even realize are totally running your life. Recently, Tanya, my therapist, who you met last week on Amstigator, called me out on one of my unconscious beliefs. It was something so deep-seated, so embedded, so much a part of who I am that I was completely and totally blind to it. And I've said it many times before on this podcast, we all have blindness when it comes to self. As clearly as I can see everyone else who I interview or see the people I'm close to, when it comes to seeing myself clearly, I feel miserably. We all do. And this is why a therapy relationship can be so helpful. You're going deep with somebody who's trained to hold up a mirror to you and then help you dig out. So Tanya held up a mirror to me on something that was causing me some pretty major problems because I was at a complete and utter loss on how to solve them. And it all came down to an incorrect, unconscious, unhealthy belief that I've had for as long as I can remember. And it's around the word weak. Literally one word, four letters, W-E-A-K, weak. To everyone else, weak probably refers to someone's physical condition, right? They aren't strong, they can't carry a heavy box, got to go to pump some iron, go to the gym, weak. But for me, weak means something completely different. Weak means you can't handle it. You can't get that project done in time, weak. You have to say no to your schedule filling up, weak. You can't work full-time, start a podcast, cook three meals a day from scratch, volunteer, raise three young kids all at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, something must be wrong. Clearly, you're weak because if you were strong, you could continue doing all the things and be totally fine and not end up in a hospital. For as long as I can remember, weak hasn't been physical. It's always been the harshest of judgments I pass on myself to show everyone else that I can handle it. I can handle insults. I can handle bad bosses and toxic work environments. I can handle all of it. Feeling really anything was weakness. Stopping mid-project and saying, you know what, this ain't working. That was also weak. I realize now that working as hard as I have has never been about an inability to set boundaries. For me, it was about showing everyone else I can handle it 
because I believed that was strength. But my distorted view of strength was not from a healthy place. I mean, it was like, gosh, out of revenge. It was from, I'll show you. It was from deep, deep pain. And it was from a very guarded place where I said to myself, I will never be a woman who can't fend for herself. None of that was from love or goodness or truth or wholeness. It was from my own personal distorted view of what it looked like to be weak. And if you're saying right now, Lauren, don't be crazy. You're so freaking strong. No one would fault you for getting takeout or canceling a meeting or pushing the easy button. But the problem is it's it's not what I believed. And that's why I titled this episode the way I did. Because everything, and I mean everything, starts with belief. We build entire unconscious belief systems around things that are just flat out lies. And somewhere along the line, I tried to avoid weakness by doing more, by proving how strong I was. And it became a well-worn neuropathway that my mind kept going back to over and over again. I don't even know who I was trying to convince, me or other people. Belief systems are defined as a set of beliefs that help us interpret our reality. They help us kind of make sense of the world and they tell us right or wrong, good or bad. And as we look deeper, we realize we have conscious and unconscious beliefs. The unconscious parts are really where we get into trouble. Think about all the unconscious bias training companies do right now. It's all to show you that your impulse, your reflex in a lot of situations can often be wrong and it can hurt other people too. We have core beliefs that are so much a part of who we are that we don't even realize how they're holding us back. Most often, we don't know they're there until someone holds up a mirror to us and says, yo, what is this? Those are some messed up beliefs. A belief is the foundation of everything, and it shapes our thoughts. It influences our actions. It predicts our future. It creates a pathway so that when I believe something, it's the lens I view everything from, as if my lens about weakness is a shade of blue, so everywhere I look, it's all blue because I'm looking through this blue lens. Now, if I remove the blue lens... Suddenly, it gives me an opportunity to see real colors and the shading even of a situation. There was a day recently my two boys had to stay home from their little preschool because they were, um, you know, air quotes here, sick. And they were running around the house like everything was totally fine because they were fine, but they were dealing with something that I just know they would have been sent home from preschool for. So I was like, okay, they're staying home with me. And it was my turn to cancel things. Uh, my husband and I try to go back and forth. But in truth, he does end up taking a lot of the brunt of stuff because I'm like, oh, this is too important. I can't cancel this thing or that thing. So in this case, it was my turn. So I had to cancel some stuff that day. I had to cancel a story shoot that was really important to me. I also had to miss out on a cohort coaching session I'm involved in right now, also really important to me. I care deeply about both of those things and and having to cancel those, saying I can't or show I couldn't handle it was super triggering for me in this conversation about weakness. You know, you guys, I was actually feeling really sorry for myself. I could feel the burn of tears and we're walking into a grocery store. I'd left my (laughs) sunglasses on so no one could see. But in that moment, my four-year-old sees this display of beautiful white roses. He doesn't know what they're called. He bends down, he smells them, and he yells so loud that everyone in Trader Joe's can hear, Mom, smell these flowers. And in that instant, my four-year-old gave me a gift. I was given a way out. It was like a reach, a hand, okay? 
my four-year-old told me to literally stop and smell the roses. In that moment, I was looking at the whole situation. I realized entirely wrong. It was through this lens, that distorted view of weakness. I was canceling things. That made me weak. I was letting my wounded old patterns define how I was seeing this day, which was actually a beautiful gift. And I'm always saying how I want more time with my kids. I want more time. I want more time. I want more time. Well, here it is. And I couldn't even see it for what it was because of my belief. So in that moment, I bought an armful of flowers and we took them home and we arranged them. And I made a video about it on Instagram right now. So you should follow Amstigator on Instagram and you'll see the whole thing. But it was such a monumental moment for me because I realized canceling things was not weakness. Taking care of my two little boys was not weakness. And those flowers brought me to the present moment to realize this was my old programming. It's something I've been working on, but I found part of it that still exists and it needed to be changed. And when I spell it out for you guys like that, it sounds so obvious. Like, come on, Lauren, of course, of course you, of course this wasn't weakness. Of course this was a gift to be with your kids, but you don't understand. I didn't see it that way at all. And maybe you also have an entire belief system around something else. Maybe it's not weak. Maybe it's like good, the word good, like good mom. But you start measuring yourself with this untenable yardstick of moral duty, and it is completely unfair to you. Or maybe you have an entire belief system around the word qualified, like all the things you have to do or be before you're actually qualified to speak on a subject. Or my husband has to unravel a belief around this idea that he doesn't get a say in situations because his views aren't valid. He won't speak up. He won't use his voice. He won't say what he wants. It's a lie, you guys. All of that, all those unhealthy belief systems, they're lies. When you're reflecting back to someone else, it's easy to be like, why would you think that? But when we're trying to reflect to ourselves, it's impossible (laughs) because we all have blindness when it comes to self. It all feels like truth. And that's when you know it's deeply embedded because you don't even know it's a lie. It's so woven. You're like, well, that's what I believe. And so you don't even question it. But that's why this episode is dropping for you right now. It's why you're listening, because you need someone to reflect back to you. You need a mirror. And here's what I know. Old habits are really hard to break because of how our brains are wired. I mean, this is hashtag science. And I want to explain it to you in the simplest way possible because you need to know. We have 86 billion neurons in our brain. They form connections with each other. And those are called neural pathways. Those are like patterns in your brain, okay? And they represent any thought you've ever had. It's all just patterns. Those pathways light up when you think of something for the first time, and then they either become dominant or fragile depending on how often they're used. So if like I see an apple and I'm like, oh, apple, good. Well, there's a neural pathway. But if I saw an apple and I chipped a tooth and lost a tooth and then spent a day at the oral surgeon because of it, I might look at an apple and have this like lighting up in my amygdala with fear. (laughs) Like, don't eat that apple. Don't eat the apple. They're all just patterns. They're all just pathways. Okay. So if I say I'm a terrible weakling and no one should ever listen to this podcast. And then anytime I look at my number of streams and I don't like the total, I repeat that phrase over and over to myself. I probably won't have a podcast for much longer if that's what I think, because like that will become a dominant pathway. I'll never be able to book guests. 
I'll never be able to get people to listen to it, and it just sort of falls away, right? So the important thing to remember here is how it formed, okay? It's how you see it the rest of your life, because if you think of it the same way over and over again, like, oh, apple, bad, chipped tooth, oral surgeon, it becomes the dominant neural pathway. So if you have a negative association with something, it always lights up negative because that's the pathway. This is why people really harp on first impressions too, by the way, because once someone formed a neural pathway about you, it's very hard to change that. But that's the important thing to remember. Your pathways can be changed. It just takes time and focus. And your ability to change it is called neuroplasticity. And you can actively and consciously rewire your brain. It's a whole thing. It's a whole field of study. And it's a hot topic right now about how long it actually takes to do that. Now, some scientists say it takes years. There was a study, though, in 2009 that showed an average of 66 days. That's how long it would take to change a neuropathway. Uh, some people did it in this study as little as 18 days. Others went as high as like 250 days. So it really just depends on the person. But when a pathway is dominant and you're trying to change it, it's going to take some work. So how am I going to rewire my issues around the word weak? Well, I realize that the problem is that I'm telling myself the wrong thing, first of all. I need to start giving myself a different message. I need to reframe everything. So I've created a new mantra, and I'm saying it to myself all the time. Anytime I think of uh, how much I have to do or getting things done or my productivity or my weakness and strength, I stop myself and I say this. I say, my strength is in slowing down. My strength is in slowing down. I specifically crafted it to include the word strength to remind me I'm strong, right? It's the opposite of weak. And then I paired it with words that reminded me to do less. So these are the exact things I'm working on right now, all right? My strength is in slowing down. And I'm going to say it every day. I've been saying it now at the point that I'm recording this, two weeks. Hopefully after the course of 30 days, I start to see some improvement and some change in how I really see my ability to produce and I'm also going to reevaluate my calendar and see what can be canceled or moved. I need to be more intentional around some very specific things in my calendar. I've made a ton of improvements. I will be honest. I've made so many improvements in this area since my hospitalizations. But there are definitely some old patterns that are still there and they're causing problems. And I need to get a handle on them because I know where it leads. So here's what I want you to do right now. If you know there are some unhealthy, unconscious beliefs that you have right now that you need to tackle, I want you to find someone who can be a mirror to you. I have a therapist who started this whole exploration for me, but then I shared it with my husband, and then he and I had an open conversation about where we both have it wrong. And he helped me write this episode, quite frankly. So maybe I'm your mirror today. But I would highly, highly suggest that you find someone who you love and trust, who makes you feel really safe. Share this episode with them and then set a time to talk about it and then ask each other, what's something I believe that is flat out wrong or unhealthy? And I'll give you a hint here. <laughs> Oftentimes our unconscious beliefs hide in the have tos, okay? So like I have to do this or I have to get the certificate or I have to drive this car. There it is. It hides in the have-tos. So study the have-tos with each other. And then you should craft a mantra that combats it. Mine is, my strength 
is in slowing down. And every time I say it, I remind myself to go back to peace and stillness and, and, and the quietude, the solitude that's always calling to me. But I seem to think it's not worthwhile. Yeah. So this is the work right now. This is the work. And whether it takes me 18 days or 66 days or 257 days, I realize that if I don't fix it, I know that I could be back in a hospital. That's worst case scenario, right? But I've already lived that path once. Why would I live it again? The whole purpose for me having this podcast is to share lessons. I do believe that I've been given this platform to teach people, to heal people, because I know that conversations heal. I know that honesty heals. I know episodes like this heal. And you have the power to do it. You just have to put attention and intention toward it. Now, every week I send an email that goes along with the episode, and this week I've included two worksheets. The first one's called The Mantra Maker. I feel really, really strongly about this, about how critical it is to create new messages. And so I've helped walk you through exactly how to craft your new mantra to address the unconscious beliefs. I've also put a crucial, crucial worksheet and the questions that you should be asking yourself and your friend when you try to discover the unconscious beliefs that are totally sabotaging you. Um, You know, it basically starts with you saying, what do I believe that's totally wrong? (laughs) Because that's kind of where the conversation with my husband started and where it led was just really enlightening, you know, And, and again, really healing because I could highlight things for him, he could highlight things for me, and we move on, you know, we move on, we make a plan, we fix it, and we move on. If you don't get my emails and you don't have these worksheets, all you got to do is email me, again, lauren at amstigator.com, or you could just DM me on Instagram, DM Mantra Maker, and then I can send both of those worksheets to you. We have to remember the best predictor of our future is our past. And until we create some new actions, a new future, new neural pathways, nothing about our future is going to change. So when you hear me talking about doing the work in other episodes, this is literally the work. Rooting out, finding, healing, changing, and moving on. That's the work. And that work doesn't stop. But it is work that's worth doing. Because when you improve, everything improves. When you're healthy, everything is healthy. It's important, and you can do it. As you go through this week, I encourage you to find your light, lead with your heart, and live life purposefully. I'm Lauren Lowry, and this is Amstigator.